Hello, sports and spaghetti listeners. This episode has been brought to you by Underground's Record Cafe. Go get some breakfast or lunch and some records only at Underground's Record Cafe, 206 Main Street, Oakville, Connecticut, and find them on Instagram at Underground's Record Cafe. Now, on to the episode. Scarface. We're recording. Oh. Good afternoon. And I mean afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is Sports and Spaghetti. You know us already. Um, and today, we've uh, we've decided to to do away with our Italian roots today. Yeah. And and cook the 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 food of of the French. Uh, it was a mouse episode. Uh, if you could hear, we have uh, wonderful clownfish, unnamed. Um, <laughs> going on in the background because uh, again it's a mouse episode so uh, the mice like breakfast Chris and I know you don't no nope. and uh, your mouse actually actually requested today's meal uh, she requested it a while ago and I finally made it happen for her so so we did it and uh, it was really good I enjoyed it and and Chris I, I'm, I'm I'm eager to hear you talk about um, I'm eager to hear you talk about breakfast. So, do do you want to introduce? Do you want to introduce the following with what we had today? Yes, yeah, sure. So we made um, we made a crepe today. Uh, you made a crepe. Uh, you made crepes and um, and potatoes and bacon. And we did the strawberries and the blueberries and the Nutella. Listen, you said it. I'm not a breakfast person, okay? I'm not, I'm just not. Um, it I didn't even finish my plate of food, and it's heavy in my stomach right now. I'm telling you right now. I tasted excellent. It tasted excellent. The mouse loved it. Sabrina loved her blueberries because that's all she would eat because that's how she is at this stage. It was phenomenal. It tasted great. The Nutella was great. The strawberries inside were great. But it's very heavy. Breakfast. What? Why do people feel the need to eat to eat uh, um, um, battered-based food in the morning? Why would you start your day? This is going in a different. <laughs> Why would you start your day with a cake with like a dough? It's going to sit there all day. I'm going to go to the gym later today while Sabrina naps. And I'm going to do bend the bench press. And it's going to gurgle up uh, my esophagus. I'm going to have to take a Tums. It was excellent. The, um, this is not... To, and if you say, oh, well, good breakfast won't make you do it. No. A bowl of cereal can make my stomach hurt in the morning. I'm not a breakfast guy. However... I think the way that Anthony cooked the crepe, it's, I think my first time ever having one, it looked really legit, and it tasted excellent. Thank you. Uh, it was my first time cooking one, um, so I was actually given the task of crepes again by the Melissa the Mouse, and uh, all day yesterday, or all night, I was watching YouTube videos on how to make crepes because I've never even eaten one, let alone made one. Um, I think I did really good. You um, did an excellent job. So I think of, you've seen Talladega Nights, right? 
Ricky Bobby. I think of when they're arguing. He's like, he has him in the arm bar. And he's like, just say you like crepes. He's like, I'll never. And he's like, what is a crepe? It's a really thin pancake. Yeah. Oh, those are great. With a little bit of... <laughs> uh, I think about that. I think about saying thin pancake every time every time uh, crepes are aforementioned. Um, I think the crepe is more of like a vessel. Yeah, well, you can make them sweet. You can make savory crepes. These right. were sweet crepes. So this was... I mean, batter was super, super easy. Um, it was flour. I did... Uh, I felt like being fancy today, so I, I not milled the flour, but I like did the through the <laughs> what's it called? It? I sifted the flour. Yeah, I did not make the flour myself. I have plot twist. I live in a wheat field. I've milled. Wheat. I made our own. We made our own wheat flour today. Uh, no, but so I, I sifted the flour, and then it was it's flour, um, three room temperature eggs. Um, there was warm milk in it, uh, melted butter, and a little bit of water. Um, and then you would make that as like a pancake batter. It's super thin, obviously. And then from there to make the – that's just your regular your regular. And there's no crate. baking anything in there because you don't want it to puff up. No, no. You want them to stay flat. Right. Um, so – uh, for the sweet crepe, I did a little bit of vanilla and I did a little bit of sugar. Um, and I just uh, whisked that in and that, that was – and it wee-wee, I guess. Do you hear yourself talking about this batter? Yeah. Flour. Yep. Eggs. Yep. Butter. Yep. Sugar. Yeah. You're making a cake. It's making cake. Yeah. Like you're making a cake in the morning for breakfast. That's my hang-up with it. But it tasted really good. It did taste really good. Not but, to not to mention the hazelnut and chocolate right, spread. No. Not to mention the fresh fruit. The fresh fruit is fine, right? The fresh fruit is healthy and delicious, and so is the rest of it. But then you slather on a helping of Nutella or hazelnut spread, and now suddenly you have this, like really yummy thing that's also really unhealthy. Well, so is French toast. So are yes! pancakes. Yes, no, I'm, I'm not, saying that. I'm that's not I'm saying. No, I'm not arguing with you. I mean, anytime, anytime the mouse and I go out for food and it's right around that 12, 31 o'clock time, she always gets breakfast, I always get lunch. Because, listen, I'm going to be bold here. I would very much rather a nice crispy chicken sandwich over some eggs at one yes. thirty. Like I have to be in the mood for breakfast. Whereas I feel like the mice are always in the mood for breakfast. She could eat she could eat breakfast any time of day. Uh and and I don't like that. See, my wife my wife you know what a lot of people do. A lot my, of people my do. wife's family was a breakfast for dinner, like weekly family. I couldn't they, I could never like I that. could never I could never either. I don't know what that's all about. But yeah, I no, I don't I'm more of a, and even too, even when I do have breakfast or I'm in the mood for breakfast, I don't want, I usually don't get sweet breakfasts. The only sweet, like I'm never like, ooh, I want pancakes right now. I'm never like, ooh, I want waffles. Like my, my grandmother's French toast, she makes the best French toast on planet earth. My dad will, my dad will go to bat for this, but um, that's like the only thing sweet I make. And she essentially makes fried bread anyway. I mean, French toast is probably, I might get creamed for this but french toast is probably the best breakfast food wow i was taking a sip of water and it did not expect that to come out of your mouth i think it is 
Like if if somebody gave me French toast, I don't time. I don't care what time of day it is. I'll eat it. So rank here, rank worst of first, not worst of first. Let's just do one, two, three. Um, French toast, pancake, waffles. Pancakes are easily the last. Really? I, I've never ever eaten a pancake that I loved. I've never eaten a pancake that I said, "Wow, that was amazing." Ever. I've made them. I've got them at diners, near and far, and I've never had a pancake that I loved. Ever. And I don't think I ever could. Not to mention all the nonsense that could go on top well, of Well, that's what I was saying. Like, oh, the Oreo drizzle, uh, the, you know, have the have the Pillsbury Doughboy wipe his ass with it, all that. No. It's, you know? It's, it, 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 it tastes like a dry cake. <laughs> At that point, for that calorie count, just have this, sli- just have this slice of cheesecake. Yeah, or the banana bread that I made. Like, or, or, I mean, cheesecake French toast. Have you ever had, like, stuffed French toast? No, 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 no! Stop trying to make it worse! Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, have you ever, like, just, that's, it's... No, just give me the like, French toast! Like, you take one piece of French toast, then you do, like, the strawberry cheesecake filling, no. and then another piece. Oh, and then... no. <laughs> See, that everybody wants to load up the breakfast. It's like, it's like everybody that eats breakfast at... at, at uh, the most magical place on earth, um, down in Florida, where you'll be soon. I will be. Um, it's like every breakfast there, if you don't eat a $30 worth of breakfast at the Crystal Palace, then it's like, why were you there? For, I would rather just have a bowl of Ferruit. For thirty for thirty dollars I want Mickey to spit the syrup in my mouth. Jeez. <laughs> it's a family show. Is it? Listen. Then number two is waffles, okay? <laughs> That's what we were talking about as the vacuum falls. I'm, I fit it. Wa- number two is waffles. Um, waffles aren't bad. Um, Eggos are not bad. Uh, uh, you know, they're poppable. Just pop, pop it in the toaster. It pops out of the toaster, and you pop it in down the hatch. I don't mind waffles. Even a Belgian waffle, it's it's. I know it's like the same as a pancake, but I like the crispiness of it much better. It's got better texture. It's not just a, mush. it's not mush, um, and it, and the syrup I think enhances that with a waffle too. Um, I don't like when there's whipped cream and nonsense on it, but like give me a little waffle with some syrup and I'm happy. Even even chocolate chips is okay, but still unhealthy. French toast is easily number one. Okay. Unfortunately, crepes didn't make the list because there's nothing healthy about a crepe. Um, uh, you know, eggs are eggs. I'll have eggs every so, every, you know, once in a blue moon, as Grammy would say, um, I'd have eggs. Uh, and honestly, I think everything else is somewhere behind that. I w- Name another breakfast. So Eggs Benedict. No. <laughs> Unless it's Chef's Gifts. Yeah, but see, but see, that was good, but I would never order it. Yeah. Well, you said the same thing with the pancakes. You were like, these are amazing and great, but I would order these for dessert instead of breakfast. Exactly. Um, no, I'm a big, yeah. How do you feel about the breakfast burrito? Absolutely not. Really? Well, that's what my leftovers are going into. I'm going to meal prep some Absolutely breakfast not. burritos. Because again, you're adding a tortilla, as they say in America, to the thing, to, to whatever it is. So you've got all of this, you've got the potatoes and whatever, and now you're throwing a tortilla in there, you're probably going to throw cheese on that thing. Um, there might be, uh, there might even be rice in one on a rare occasion. Um, no. That's way below. 
Really? I was always, so I was always simple at my grandmother's house. We would always do like just over easy eggs. Not over easy, but we would do eggs, toast. And that's runny it. eggs have no place here for me. See, like even. I'm going to kill for that too. Well, so not even in the breakfast, like even if you're like having like rice, like fried rice where like they put a fry, like a, an egg on top mm-hmm. and you, and you mix cut the egg, egg and you in. mix the yolk. So it's like a sauce. Like even that doesn't no, do it for you. No, 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 no. It's not a, no, no. It's not a sauce. I'm just saying you use it as a sauce. No. What is a sauce? For what? What's a sauce? The definition of a sauce. I'm no, I'm not saying that's not a sauce. Oh, I I'm saying we were, I wouldn't eat that. Oh, I thought we were. I thought it was gonna get heated. Um, no, I wouldn't eat that. No, the egg gets cooked in with the rice and is pieces of egg in the would, fried rice. You would rather that than like a single fried egg on top. Of I it. wouldn't eat it if there was a fried egg on top, especially not if the yolk was runny. No way. I'm not gonna eat a runny yolk. That's gross. To me. Yeah. Yeah, it's I guess. Gross. I it's, guess. Why would I want that? Like, why would I want that? The Infiltrating liquid. my food. <laughs> the infiltration. I could go on for an hour about breakfast. Cereal is okay. Like, Reese's Puffs in the morning is fine. Reese's Puffs Cocoa Krispies in the morning is fine. I don't want to talk about Crave. The, my kids love Crave cereal. There was a time and a place for Fruit Loops. Um, Honey Nut Cheerios are good. I, listen, I don't do cereal. I don't do breakfast. That you much. know what I've gotten into recently? I was always a big cinnamon toast. CTC, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Always okay. a big Cinnamon Toast Crunch guy. I liked guy. it a lot more when I was younger. Um, recently, the the Honeygrams, or not Honeygrams, I think it's Honeygrams. We get the Aldi brand because you guys aren't sharing this enough and we're not getting paid. So we get the Aldi brand. <laughs> So right. the all the uh, I, I know it's like I think they're called like honey squares or whatever, but it's like it's a oh, little the golden grams. Golden grams, that's what it was. That's what it was. Yes, yes, I'm a golden grams fiend. They're good. I'm a I, that's my cereal. That's the one I've been rocking with lately. Golden grams are good. Um, yeah, you know, your breakfast is not it for me. See, I'm a I like I like brunch because I can make it like lunchy. I kid. When I think of brunch, I think of mimosas, and I don't do that. Well, it's like the last time we went out for brunch was years ago, but it was, I remember I had uh, I had shrimp and grits. Like, that was, it sat like a rock, but that was good. Nasty. It was lunch. I had Grits? A, yeah. It's heavy. It was very heavy. I don't think I ate for the rest of that day. The mouse is here, so you can speak. You could, yeah, you're allowed to speak. Yeah, we had um, breakfast for our rehearsal brunch. We had yes, we had you did. But we also had chicken parm and panela. Yes, they did. Yes, they you made, did. You didn't chicken. remember that, but yes, remember, yes. Remember yeah, yeah. no, I didn't remember that. Censor that. The first, the first, the first swear, the first swear on this pod in sixteen weeks. In sixteen weeks, I've never dropped the F word. Yes, he has. Because they made me pick one, and I didn't care for it. And I think that's what we ate. Because I well, Brian's, Brian and Christina's kids. Who was it? Mia. Mia ate like three plates of eggs that day. I remember that was a. We had to take everything home. That's to this day my favorite my favorite picture of Sabby that I'm loading. Oh, yeah. I'm sure oh that's a good. Oh yeah. yeah. That was a good day. That was a nice time. Was I was fun. I was cocked. What are you talking this about? This guy. Because he, we had what everybody drinks. 
Yeah, that yeah, Anthony was he just down kept, bad. He just kept handing me things. Anthony was down bad and he um but the but the wedding was beautiful though. But yeah, it was a um it was a brunch. Look how, it was at the golf course. It yeah, was. It was at, uh, look at how look yeah. at how big she's gotten since this picture. That's my favorite picture. Oh my god, that was like an eternity ago. Yeah. Yeah. Her hair yeah. was so short still. Uh-huh. And that was when she was uh just about walking. Like no, she, she wasn't like, even walking yet. I just about. She started walking like a couple weeks after that, or like the week after that, because that was the end of October. Yeah, end of and October. The start of November, she started to walk. Yep. I'm saying end of October. Actually, I have the picture. It was like October 27th. She was starting to stand by herself. Right. Right. Yeah. Isn't yeah. it weird that while that was almost a year ago? I know that. It's it's insane how fast the time goes, especially with a kid. Yeah, it's good. It's good. But breakfast is what we were talking about. Um, you know something? What about about breakfast? I used to work at a breakfast place on Cape Cod. Didn't Desert Desert Moon makes good breakfast? But keep going. What Desert Moon? They oh make yeah, really good yeah. Breakfast. They had, and I made breakfast there. But anyway, I was like the helper outer. Uh, not the bus boy, but I was like the uh, the, the no kitchen one. assistant uh, because I was calling games. I was broadcasting games on the Cape in 2017. Yeah, we do that too. Yeah. What up? And um, that was in a previous life. I had just met the mouse. Um, and I was broadcasting the games and the guy who did um, the guy who did the concessions on for the games... Uh, asked me if I wanted a job. His name's John Cotalesa. He's like one of the best people you could meet. Uh, and so he's the owner of the Gourmet Brunch on the Cape. Um, and uh, it's, a, it's a brunch place. It's open from like 7 to 3 every day. And um, I'll never forget the French toast that came out of that place. Every time we go back there, Melissa gets the French toast. They churned out the, I'm telling you right now, they we, we soaked the bread. I've made it. We soaked the bread like overnight mm-hmm. and put it in the walk-in. You almost and you soak it. It's almost the custard that you yeah, soak it's it. Barely, in. and then it's barely bread by the yeah. time you take it out. Throw it in the deep fryer. It's deep fried. Oh my god, it was. It's so good. That sounds awesome. And I would cut the potatoes every day. Mm-hmm. And and they had like a wavy potato thing, so I'd make the whole home fries. Home fries. Home fries. Yes, I almost said hash browns. That's not what that is. And and they were and they were little bite sized, like half square inch things. They were bigger than those potatoes that we had today. Yeah, regular home fries. Yeah, and they, but they were they were made to order. I would take the bag of potatoes every day, a whole bag of potatoes, and do the whole bag. You wash them, skin on. My hands were full of starch. I would fry them. Oh my god, that place was the best. I, I and and I and I can say their name because they're 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 not like one of those places that's commercial. Like it's a hole in the wall. Uh, go, if you're on the Cape, go to the original gourmet brunch, and if you're in Oakville, go to Underground Records Cafe. And if you happen to work at Original Gourmet Brunch, we're available. We're available for some ads. Underground's takes number one because right. that's the homie. Right. But, but if available. you want to, you know, you want to help Chris out from the <laughs> They know me. And we go back and they're like, oh, I was everything. I was, 
you know, how's home? How's, are you still, they know I'm teaching now and everything. Cool people. It's like two months with them every day and now they're like family. I've thought of, I thought of another breakfast that you wouldn't, yeah, maybe you, no, you wouldn't like it. What is it? Biscuits and sausage gravy. No, no, I don't want a biscuit in the morning. Why? Because it's heavy and gravy. Yeah. No? You're not, no, you, right? That is her favorite thing I've ever made. I've seen this I've seen this woman lick a plate one time and it was biscuits and gravy. I'm sure it's good, but why wouldn't I have that at I would have that at nighttime. I would yeah, it's more of a lunch. That's why I, I, I cook it late. When we go out to brunch and it's you know, twelve thirty, one o'clock, I don't eat lunch because it's not the first meal of the day. I would eat breakfast. Breakfast has to be the first meal yeah, of the day. Yeah, she's so it, like if she were to be on if she were to be on like night shift for if she were to work night shift, <laughs> I can sincerely think she would wake up at two o'clock. And immediately eat, a br- eat breakfast but at 3, be, 4 o'clock. But it can't be like, like I'm not, it dep- I have to be in the mood for pancakes or I have to have like a little bit of pancakes and eggs. I can't just eat something that's more dessert or cake, like I need more protein. Honestly, I'm, I think you're in the majority. I think I'm the outcast. Why don't we get the other mouse here? Because she's got a baby in there? Oh, she can bring the baby in here. M- mouse, come here. What? Come here. What? We, you, we need your we breakfast need opinion. opinion. You can bring the child. What is, what is your your stance on breakfast as a whole? I guess because I'm trying to convince our our loyal listenership that breakfast is an abomination. Basically, I think you're wrong. Why? Breakfast has always been said that it's the most important meal of the day. Serving it up Gary's way. <sighs> the mo- I can eat cereal anytime. I know you can. I can eat pancakes anytime. But let me see. That's that's I can't. That's where we differ. (laughs) How is it important if it's so unhealthy? No breakfast food. What? Cares. But if it's the most important meal of the day, shouldn't it be healthy? It's not like I'm going to run a marathon. No, it's not a healthy. You can make a breakfast sandwich. How can you make it healthy? It doesn't have to have bacon. Or bread. Okay, you can have a substitute. So just have an egg. If I'm on my way to work, I need to have a breakfast sandwich. I'm not going to make myself egg. She gets a sausage, egg, and cheese from Starbucks. Okay. That's not healthy. Not a sausage one. Sometimes Sometimes I get the egg bites. Egg whites are good. Sometimes, okay, that's sometimes different. I get the bacon gouda and egg sandwich. There's the cheese and bacon. No, that is not healthy. Egg white, spinach, egg white, That one's good. The spinach, egg white, feta. I'm on my way to work. So what? I'm going to work it off anyway. If it's the only thing that I'm eating before, like... Three o'clock in the afternoon when my break is, I need something that's going to not make that me... Makes, see, that makes sense. That's going to make me not be... Upset and hungry at at eleven a.m. I'd rather skip lunch. I think I think the whole breakfast is the most. I think the whole breakfast is the most important meal of the day. I think that is. I don't want to say a little dated, but I think it might be. I think it yes because let's say if you're eating a if you eat a heavy breakfast, there's a lot of times where you're not going to eat lunch or you're going to eat a very light. Because I had the crepe. Yeah. Like if I don't eat breakfast, I'm starving myself until lunch, and then I overeat. Because of your medicine, though, I'll overeat if I don't eat breakfast. Because, it's because of your medicine that you're not that you're not hungry. Though. Okay, out me on the pod! Out me on the pod it's for taking pills. You have ADHD. Rush, pod, rush, pod, 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 pod. What are you gonna cut that? 
<laughs> no, I don't care. Everybody knows I take meds for ADHD. Who cares? So what? Uh, I don't know what HD is, but the doctor said I had 80 of them. <laughs> <laughs> this is an ADHD house anyway. Yes. It doesn't matter. This this is the spec. This house is the spectrum. It is the spot. We need this podcast sponsored by Spectrum. Oh, God. Oh, oh no. Lord. Um, no, but like I was saying, I think the whole breakfast aspect is like when people weren't eating as much. Like if you were to eat a heavy breakfast, you're good for the whole day. Right. Now, right. we're in the society where three meals a day, this and that. But I'm, a, I'm, good with, I'm good with a light lunch and then light – I'm good with light breakfast, light lunch, regular – Regular dinner. You know What's what I mean? gonna happen to me now? And this was a this was more of a brunch time anyway because we ate in the eleven o'clock hour, so yeah. it's late for breakfast. So I'm gonna treat this more like a lunchy thing. The problem now is I will still end up going to lift later. But do you use pre workout? No. Do you want some? No. 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 I don't like the feeling of the. I don't like the caffeine of a pre workout. I have I have a non jittery one. Now that now that I would take, however, here's the thing. I I don't know. I've always been rather against the supplements. I don't know why. I I think I think the main reason, and this this is, I think it's because I I don't want to spend the money on them consistently That's, because yeah. there's so much more to spend the money on it's that part needs of to be spent. And and that and it's expensive. All that all you know every supplement is expensive yeah. if you want a good one. But, but no, so what'll happen is I'll go and I'll be fine. But then five, six o'clock is going to come and I'm going to get hangry. The writing is on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there will be, there will be an argument. I can feel it. I feel it coming in the air tonight. No, we'll be fine. No, it was just a a hangry thing because. I could, but, but I'm at risk because I had a breakfast for breakfast. I feel like you. I feel like you're okay with like a shake, like a shake for breakfast, a salad for lunch, steak for dinner. Sounds, yeah, that sounds like a good day. Actually, that sounds, that like sounds really, excellent. That sounds like a great day. Or like chicken and pasta for dinner. Yep. PB and J for lunch. Yep. And fruit, a banana, some oatmeal. Oh my God! Give me some oatmeal and a you banana. You don't think oatmeal's heavy though? I think oatmeal's heavy. Oatmeal is one of the healthiest things you could eat. No, I know, but it's it just sits. But so, it gives you energy. I'm talking about healthy. See, the problem I have with a lot of breakfast is that it's unhealthy. No, that's where I draw the line. Oatmeal is very healthy unless you load it up. I do not. Load no, it. I don't load it. I like it. Now let's start. Let's start. Let's play devil's advocate here. I personally, we always knew it as farina, but it's cream of wheat. Right. I was always cream of wheat over oatmeal. I I my dad um my dad made uh, cream of wheat sometimes, uh, but I never had it, so I can't. I've never had it. I've never eaten it. So I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. I Oatmeal I always uh, would eat. Um, I, I have like oatmeal and a banana. That is like a legendary breakfast. That's a great energy breakfast. Honestly. A little fresh honey for some sweetener. A little energy. Sure. Honey honey's very good. I love honey. Honey gives you a lot of energy. It's got the sugar in it. Mm-hmm. But it's natural. Yeah. Okay. Now we're talking. Now I could eat that every day for breakfast. Or even like a yogurt. I'm okay with a yogurt most days for breakfast if I have to. But like I said, the crepe was excellent. But I would never eat that on a daily basis. Yeah, no, that's a, this that's is like a, it's a, a Sunday, it's a Sunday breakfast. That's once yeah. a year for me. Yeah. I may never eat a crepe again. It was good, but like, 
No, it didn't matter how good it was. It was the same with the Bananas Foster at uh, yeah. Chef Skiff's place. It 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 could be the best thing ever. It's like my mom's death by chocolate cake. It's the best cake ever to me. But I could only have it on, on like birthdays. It used to be only my birthday and my dad's, but now they come around a little bit more often, which is okay, because I could eat that every day, but I wouldn't. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. if I, I like when food is a little bit healthier, but but that's okay. I'm yeah. not in the majority. Yeah, I get so I'm I, I feel like I'm odd when it comes to breakfast because it's not my first choice, but uh, I like I'll enjoy it. But I again I have to be in the I have to be in a super mood for it. Like there'd be times where, like I said, where I would go out with the mouse and it's one o'clock and she's like, I'm like, oh, can I get a burger with, you know, grilled onion and this on it and this on it? And then she's like, bacon cheddar omelet, rye toast, orange juice, home fries. And I'm like, damn, okay, like that's. One o'clock, but okay. That's gonna be digesting at three o'clock. Yeah, yeah. Which is only about eight hours before bedtime, right? See, no, Too I don't proximity. like. I don't like how you think about that. I don't like your thinking on that. I, I understand your thinking. I just don't like it. When you hold that, he's got a screwdriver in his hand. It reminds me of the of the coheed and Cambria. Um, uh, comic, um, if if your name is my dad, and probably nobody else on earth, you'll know what I mean. I explained this to him on our hype Thursday. So there's a scene when when the guy when the guy has a screwdriver and he drives it he drives it through. I didn't realize that was through, that Sorry. through the mirror because he sees the character he created. The writer is now in the book. <laughs> he drives the, the screwdriver through the mirror to break it because he sees the character he made, and in the book. The, the the screwdriver goes through the character's hand. Oh. Yeah. But 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 the character but he wrote that into the book. He wrote himself into the book. It's like Stan Lee. It's He's just put himself in all the movies. But 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 it's it's convoluted because he's going through hallucinations like uh, the writer is and he's telling the characters he can end the book whenever he wants. And they're like, no, this has gone too far. You can't end this story. You don't control how it ends now. That sounds really cool. It's really good. That does sound good. But anyway, the screwdriver. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's the that's the that's the that's the that's the spaghetti part of it. But uh, yeah, breakfast. This was a fun. This was a fun little set. We got both mice in. It was nice. We got some some different voices. Sabby was doing something. She's we got to hear a live. <laughs> argument <laughs> oh that's wonderful but yeah breakfast so uh let us know comment there's a little i, I know at least on spotify there's a little q a where it says what did you think of the episode use that tell us what Mom, you thought. I'm, ta- I'm looking right at you let yeah. me know what you think yeah if i should have shut up 10 minutes ago then let me know <laughs> Write it right on there. Everybody's going to say, Chris, you should have shut up. <laughs> say it. That um, lets us know you heard it. <laughs> exactly. That's 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 exactly it. But let us know what you think about breakfast, um, especially French, the French breakfast. Um, yeah. Yeah. But first in French. First in French. It sounds a lot like the upcoming NHL draft. Sounds a lot like Connor Bedard. <sighs> Indeed, and uh, you'll hear about. You want to. You want to cut this. Yeah, you'll hear about Connor Bedard right after this. We are back. 
Hockey. Hockey talk. Um, actually, let me preface this. Yankees, are they're, they're abysmal, and I don't want to think about that. So this episode, not going to be a lot of baseball. Next episode, probably not a lot of baseball either. Um, we got some, some cool baseball guests lined up. Um, Chris, we can talk about that because we only, we only really talked over text about that, but mm-hmm. that was really cool. But hockey. And it's not going to be a typical hockey pod because there's a lot of nothingness going on right now. So I mentioned um, I mentioned Connor Bedard, who is the best, you know, best prospect we've seen ever since McDavid a couple years ago. But the best prospect of generational, generational talent. If he was on NHL, you know, 23, he's high elite is what they call him. Uh, high franchise is what they call him. But he is projected and almost a lock to go number one in the NHL draft. He is. And, um, yeah, it's by the Chicago Blackhawks. And that had Chris and I thinking about number one picks. And then we started brainstorming over a nice, uh, over a nice breakfast of some, some crepes. And Chris had the wonderful idea. And he said, let's talk about some first overall picks that didn't pan out. Right. And we've yet to see if Bedard's going to... Yeah, because you could have all the promise in the world, and you could, I mean, it can just not work out. There's one guy on this list who that was originally supposed to be what had happened. Um, But as as Chris and I were looking over the numbers, he's like, I can't put him on this list because he's like, you know, he's still only 21. Every year we look at him, he's, you know, he gets better and he gets better and he has more points. Um, He's like, so I can't put him on this list. He's not considered a bust. We're talking your your all time. Jamarcus Russell busts. Yeah. Your, your purple drank busts. Um, so, Chris, take us away. So, yeah. So, anyway, Alexi Lafreniere was the one we were talking about. And I was like, well, he's gone up in points every year. He had 39 points last year. Again, he had 16 goals. He had 19 the year before, 12 the year before that. Like, he's only 21. So... All the Rangers fans that I talk to are like, no, he's fine. Give him time. He's going to uh, Okay. He's only 21. So we're going to talk about my bottom five number one overall picks in NHL history. The, the NHL, uh, the, the draft um, uh, started in the 60s. And so um, we're going to go all time. Because in the last 10 or so years... There really haven't been many bad ones. So anyway, we're going to do it this way. Number five. Oh, by the way, did you know, before I do this, that there was a number one overall pick in 1966 by the Bruins named Barry Gibbs? You know who Barry Gibbs is? Yeah, like, like, (laughs) yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Barry Gibbs. Like G-A-B-B-S. Yeah, Barry Gibbs. Two of what does Barry give to us? Barry doesn't give very many points. It sounds like if he's on this list. No, he gives. Okay. He, he, no, he no, he's not on. Oh, okay. List. I just want to let you know. That was a nice try, though. Good, good attempt. That was good, it right? Was good. Now, Greg Jolie uh, is number five. Greg Jolie. He was drafted first overall in 1974. Um, he was drafted uh, by the Capitals in 1974, and in his first season with them, he scored one goal. Um, in his second season, he scored eight. In his third season, he scored one. In his fourth season, he scored seven. 
In his fifth season, he scored zero. In his sixth season, he scored three. And then in his seventh, eighth, and ninth seasons combined, he scored one goal. Uh, so he finished his career with 21 goals and 97 points. I think Connor McDavid had more in a month. About pretty much. <laughs> um, he played 365 games. Uh, sometimes guys turn into bruisers. He only had 250 penalty minutes as well. Uh, he just never panned out. Where's he from? Uh, where's he from? He's from Calgary. Oh, okay. Uh, it just never worked out for him. Uh, and so he is number five. Number four is actually somebody that I worked with at NHL Network. Um, he, he was all right. Um, his birthday is actually on Thursday, the day after mine, from New Brunswick, New Jersey. And his name is Brian Lawton. Uh, Law, like Law. Oh, uh, yeah. Ton. Brian Lawton. So, he, he was in the NHL uh, for nine seasons. And he was the general manager for the Tampa Bay Lightning for a little while as well. He was drafted in 1983 by Minnesota, uh, but not the Minnesota Wild. It was the North Stars. North Stars. Um, he finished his career with 112 goals and 266 points. Um, he was a minus 44 rating in his career, and uh, he just... His career never took off. He was a left wing, uh, 483 games. He, he was never consistently in a lineup outside of his first couple of seasons. And um, bounced around a lot of teams. Yeah, number four, Brian Lawton. Um, a little bit annoying, too, in the studio. Oh, we no just well, There goes our big break, Chris. NHL Network I've was tuned. There NHL Network was tuned in. We were gonna get signed on. It's yep, nope, gone, done. We blew it. He was nice enough. <laughs> he was a nice guy though. He was nice. He just thought he knew everything. That's all. A few others, but I won't name them. Number three, and Anthony, you might know this person's name. It might ring a bell uh, because they were part of a, a very infamous moment in NHL history. Uh, Patrick Steffen. Patrick Steffen was number one overall pick in 1999. Um, and he finished his career, a seven-year career, with 455 games, played only 188 points, minus 36 rating. Patrick Stefan was a center, and he missed the ar- arguably the worst missed empty net goal in NHL history. Why, you ask? Get up and come watch the screen. If everybody's listening at home, which I'm sure somebody is, in 07, he missed an empty net goal, which led to this. So Patrick <laughs> Stefan missed an open net up 5-4 against the Oilers with 10 seconds left on the clock. A wide open walk it into the net. He could have run into the net and the puck would have gone in. He, he just completely fluffed it wide and the Oilers came down and tied the game and went on to win in overtime. They tied the game with 2.1 seconds to go. You know what's great? That could not have happened to a better franchise. 
<laughs> and his, and his only season with Dallas as well. Oh, uh, it could not have happened to a better franchise. He was a career-long Atlanta Thrasher, and then um, Dallas Star, and he went. She's he went, stuck on her necklace. Uh-oh. And then he went the way of the of the uh, Thrashers and retired and left the NHL after 2007 at age 26. That's a pretty bad bust. That's sad. Yeah, it's a first overall pick, man. Right, it's not like a first round pick. Low no, first that's, round. that's this is a, this is one. supposed to be a slam dunk. Number two, we saw the Oilers on the good end of number three, and they're on the bad end of number two. Niall Yakupov. Oh man, when this guy got drafted in 2012, everybody was so high on this guy. He was fifth in Calder voting in his rookie season, the the, uh, lockout short in 2012-2013 season. Uh, He scored 17 goals in that short and 48-game campaign, which is pretty good. That's a great season. Uh, Sure, it died right then and there. He scored 11, 14, 8, 3, and then 9 goals in his remaining five seasons in the NHL. Uh, He only lasted with Edmonton. That was... In their streak of really bad seasons when they were drafting Ryan Nugent Hopkins, when they drafted Connor McDavid, when they drafted Yakupov, those are supposed to be the guys. Like, those are supposed to be the guys for the Oilers. Three years in a row, right? Taylor Hall, Nugent Hopkins, Yakupov, and then uh, three years later, Connor McDavid. Like, Taylor Hall's had a great... Um, these are first overall. Taylor Hall's had a great uh, career so far. Maybe not as great as other first overall picks. Um, uh, Nugent Hopkins is obviously still playing really well, and McDavid is McDavid. Uh, But Niall Yakupov uh, just could never get it going. Uh, He didn't really do much of anything. 62 goals in six seasons. Um, and he's done. Uh, he was done in 2018 at age 24. Now, Chris, before you get into number one, what really is funny, and it kind of feel I feel like it would sting a little more, is one thing I like to do is look at the people that were drafted after busts, and yes, just like just in this draft, some names that I know as somebody that didn't watch hockey up until a couple years ago, you have Hampus Lindholm was drafted uh, after him. Matt Dumba was drafted. Um, Derek Pouliot was drafted. Jacob Truba. Uh, Philip Forsberg was drafted after him. Radic Foxa, um, Zemgis Gergensens, Tom Wilson, Thomas Hurdle, Vassy was drafted oh, after right. him. I was waiting for you to say um, Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky. Brady is, Shea was drafted. Is who so I it's, always think of when I think of the 2012 draft. It's just it's funny to me because of you know there's so many like the whole I don't want to get off topic but like the basketball like in the basketball world like two point guards were drafted before Steph Curry. Both of them were to the Minnesota Timberwolves, actually, which is pretty funny. Um, but, like, that's just funny is, like, you look at this guy who's a bust, and he, he, this is your can't miss, and then you get a guy like, you know, you get a guy like Philip Forsberg who drops to 11, and he's been multiple-time All-Star. Um, that's just, that's the fun part. That's the fun part about looking, like, hindsight. Right. Um, I mean, even you go down into round two, and Anthony Stolarz, who uh, is on the Flyers, um uh, Brock McGinn, uh, Colton Sissons, uh, Jordan Martinuk, Damon Severson. These are all guys that are successful NHLers. Mi- I, slightly better than middling NHLers. You know, they're they're your they're good enough to be in the NHL. They're not going to be famous, 
per se. Uh, but they're definitely good. Phil DiGiuseppe as well. Top nine guys. It's all you can yeah, really ask for. Yeah, you know, know, these guys who are good enough to be really good. Brady Shea. A um, lot, of, lot of Hurricanes players in this mm-hmm. draft. Um, you know, and then there's some that didn't make it as well in that draft. But like you said, um, I like that too, who got drafted after. I love looking who got drafted before Matt Barzell, even mm-hmm. though he didn't play well this season. That draft was dumb. That was a stupid yeah. draft. But in any event, um, none of them are as bad uh, as the number one pick. And before I say the number one pick, I want to... I want to give a shout out to um, some of the best, uh, in my opinion. I think uh, the fact that Marc Andre Fleury was um, the number one overall pick in 03, uh, to draft a goalie number one is bold. Uh, and sometimes, as we might find out in a minute here, it doesn't pay off. Uh, but with Flower and the Penguins, it certainly did. Uh, he's had an illustrious Hall of Fame career. Uh, Alexander Ovechkin in 04, Sidney Crosby in 05, Fleury in 03. How about those three? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Patrick Kane was 07, Stamkos 08, John Tavares 09. All great careers. Talk about the Oilers. Aaron Ekblad uh, was first overall in 2014, Nathan McKinnon. Austin Matthews, Nico Heischer, Rasmus Dahlin, Jack Hughes, Lafreniere, uh, and Owen Power. Uh, and Slokovsky on the Canadians. Like, the Slokovsky's played one season and it was good with a really bad team. All those guys that I listed in the time after this number one, oh, Ilya Kovalchuk as well and Rick Nash. I love Ilya Kovalchuk. Um, so all those guys, and Eric Johnson on the, uh, by the Blues, defenseman, excellent defenseman. Rare for a defenseman to go number one as well. Uh, and he had a very, he's still in the NHL. Anyhow... All those guys had really successful careers, with the exception of Yakupov, who's the only one after that uh, after two thousand that was on my list uh, because he was a huge bust. Number one, and maybe oh, my parents are going to be so sad. The reason why the the reason why I decided to be a goalie. I spoke on the phone with this man. In eighth grade, a classmate of mine, uh, her uncle was a scout for Team USA, and this player was on it, and had a great uh, run with them at one point or another in 02, um, and 06. And uh, they were my idol, and I wanted to be just like this dude, and now he's kind of a jerk that works for ESPN Radio. Uh, uh, he was the New York Islanders' number one overall draft pick in 2000. His name is Rick DiPietro. And of all the bad busts, I think he's got to be number one by a mile. Um, now, his career started off very well. Right? 20 games his rookie season, 10 the next season. He wasn't used. He was in the minors in 0203 a lot. He was in Bridgeport. Ten games, the team was so bad. His record was three and fifteen his first season. They were so bad. I can't believe he won three games. Um, he won two games his next year. Then 0-3-0-4, the team made the playoffs. He was he was kind of up and coming with Garth Snow 
as their for their future awful GM and ba- and current back and backup goalie at the time. Um, awful GM. That, what a terrible franchise. Every time I think of that time period when I started being a fan, I'm like, why did I decide to like this team? Terrible. What a terrible. Mike it's, Milbury it's, was their it's GM. Rick, it's Rick's fault. Jo- Jack Spano was their GM. He went to prison. Come on. This terrible team. But then in 05-06 when I really became a fan. I became a fan during the lockout of 04-05 really of hockey. That's when I started playing uh, late 04. But anyway, 05-06, right? Um, I'm big into hockey for the first season. I'm 10. 10 years old. Islanders are my team. I liked Henrik Lundqvist too, unbelievably. Uh, he's a great human. I hated him as a goalie. But Rick DiPietro had the stars on his pads, the blue and orange and white. I was like, oh my God, this is Danbury's colors. Uh, it doesn't get any better than this. And they missed the playoffs his first season. Uh, but he won 30 games on a bad team. Then his second season... It's when the first little hints of problems started. They made the playoffs thanks to Wade Dubowitz, who was their backup goalie, um, but because he, he was injured. That was why I'm saying this. He went out to poke check a player on the, uh, I think it was Radic Bonk, on the Montreal, Montreal Canadiens on a breakaway. He came way out to the blue line to poke check him. He got kneed right in the head. I remember sitting on the love seat at my house and I started to cry because my favorite player just got injured and my dad was like, it's just hockey. Are you crying? And I was like, I'm not crying. I remember the moment. I was like, I'm not crying. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just sad. Uh, And came back and he won a playoff game and the Islanders lost in five games to the Sabres that year. I was so thrilled that they made the playoffs and they won a game. Like, that was thrilling for me. Absolutely thrilling. The fashion in which they clinched the playoffs on the doobie poke check, if you know what I'm talking about, you know how exciting that was, right? Okay. 06-07, he was eighth in Vezina voting, and he was um, an all-star. He injured himself during the all-star game. While he was mic'd up. He pulled it, he messed his hip up, and had to have off-season hip surgery. After the next season. He played 63 games in 07-08. Got another hip problem. Then. (laughs) He played. In the remaining five seasons of his career. Ready for this? Are you you sure you're ready for this? I'm ready. Okay. What's 34 and 26? 34 and 26. Is that 80? He played 80 games over the last five years of his career. That's wrong. It is wrong. It's 60. 34 and 26 is 60, Chris. That's even worse. I'm off the clock. 60 games in the rest of his five-year career. That's 12 games a season on average. 08-09, injured almost the whole season, played five games. 09-10, 09-10, eight games played. 2010-11, I thought he was coming back. He had the pink pads. He had everything going for him. The pink pads, the stars again, the, the eye tech. What does he do? 
He gets into a goalie fight with Brent Johnson. And Brent Johnson drops him with a left. Cold cocked him right in the face. Facial, lacer facial lacerations out for eight weeks. Eight weeks! End of the season. 26 games, he was healthy again. He gets into a fight. Ends the season. He got blasted by a backup goalie. 2011-12, eight games played. Terrible. Three three wins. 2012-2013, three games played, 0-3. Got sent down to Bridgeport. Felt like his heart was ripped out of his chest. Well, what'd you think, Rick? You've played 60 games in five seasons. You got guys coming up that are not as good as you were, but still you got guys. You got Joey McDonald, got to take the net. Oh, you got Jan Danny got to take the net from you. I, I mean, I could keep going. You've got Garth Snow waiting in the wings, waiting to put the pads on uh, from his GM position. Who else did they have that was really bad? Miko uh, uh, um, uh, Koskinen, who recently was back uh, with the Oilers. Al Montoya, Evgeny Nabokov, Dwayne Rolison. All these ancient history guys that came, that said, oh, I'm not playing for them. And then the, and then the NHL made them play for us. All those bad years. Not to mention, Mike Milbury signed this dude to a 15-year contract worth $65 million. That's still being paid to him until 2031. The dude's making $1.1 million every year from now until 2031. He's still on the books. His contract would still have been going right now. I think this would have been in the last year of the contract. Well, it was 07 he signed the contract. 15 years? Would have been, no, it would have been 2022. He would have just been done with it this season. How old is he? Ricky? <laughs> How old would he have been? Oh, Jack Capuano was the coach of all people. How old, how old would he have been? Ricky's last... 41. He would have been 39 oh, okay. at the end of the contract. That's oh, not bad. 15-year contract? <laughs> I think the franchise is just the worst franchise in sports. In my opinion. I know the Lions are probably worse. Lions are on the way up. Cleveland, Cleveland's pretty bad. The Browns too. are bad. The Islanders are, are just hideously bad. Their history. Like, the time that I became a fan of them was the worst they've ever been. And it, when you consider the fact that they made the playoffs three out of the last four years, I really can't say much. That's a, better than a lot of teams. But, Ricky, man, you got me going again. I never thought... I. I had to just relive all of that torture <laughs> again. Because every season, I'm like, oh, 9-10, oh, that was bad. Uh, Scott Gordon was the coach that season. How many coaches did they go through? Brendan Witt was on the team. Their goaltenders were Marty Buran and Dwayne Rolison. And for eight games, Rick DiPietro. Uh, it was bad, man. So, now do you kind of see why Biz hates Islanders fans? No! <laughs> They're just sticking through this garbage? I'm loyal to my fan base. I'm loyal to them. They have the worst draft pick in NHL history. The worst number one overall pick. And I don't even think it's close. 
Some people would say Yakupov is worse. If you ask Oilers fans, they're very bitter about Yakupov and how badly that played out. It was a very, very bad break with that team. Um, the, the saddest part for me about Ricky is that, right, I got to talk to him. I got, I got, you know, I kind of got to meet him in that way. I was on the phone with him for like 25 minutes, like just chatting. Like, it was him. I knew it was him. Um, uh, I, there was the connection there. Um, I idolized this guy. And I stuck with him. I stuck right by his side the whole time when he got sent down. When I think he was in the hurricane system uh, for one season in, in their minor league team and they dropped him. Um... Chris, you have an abusive relationship with Rick DiPietro, I think. Well, well, the problem now, Ant, is that he's known by by people in the business. And I talked to people when I worked at NHL Network and at ESPN about him. Because he worked there at that time. And I've got to be honest with you, nobody had anything nice to say about him. And it, it's hard... It's so hard to watch highlights of him now because of how deeply and passionately I cared about him as a hockey player. Like, I, like he's the reason why I play hockey. Like, I wear number 39 still. That's his number. Like, that's my number. It's Ricky. My nickname to all my teammates was Ricky. People thought my name was Ricky. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Ask anybody I played hockey with in my first three years of hockey, and they thought my name was Ricky, some of them. They called me Ricky. My seventh grade teacher, Miss Talamo, called me Ricky sometimes because I had hockey friends in class, and they would call me Ricky. I'm, ki- I'm not kidding. Like, I loved this man. Like, I loved Sabrina. <laughs> like, everything, everything, my, my, my folder in school... Was Rick was a Rick DiPietro in my notebook? My parents found me the coolest notebook. It had DiPietro on the front of it, and on the inner, the inside cover, it had him with his pads. And I wanted his pads, and I got iTech pads. Those are my first new pads, brand new iTech pads like Rick DiPietro. Uh, I would I would have done anything to be just like him, and I did everything to be just like him, and it didn't work out. And so that's why he's number one. It's so sad. It's really a tragedy. <laughs> it's a catastrophe. It's a, it's a, it's a catastrophe. catastrophe. <laughs> oh, boy. It's a catastrophe. I'm done now. That okay. Was, uh, so, it's been an hour. <laughs> so, I think, I think um, we didn't do our in no particular order. That's okay. It'll happen eventually. Um, but I think, I think we do a quick Grammys grinder. I think this year's Grammys grinder, uh, this, this week's Grammys grinder, excuse me. I think it should be one of our favorite underrated low NHL draft picks. So a draft gem, if you would. And I have mine. It's easy. Yeah. You already know who mine is, so I can just start. Um, <clears throat> my Grammys grinder this year, I'm getting the exact number this week. Why do I keep saying year? Christ. Um... My uh, my Grammys grinder this week is um, it's the thrill. It is Kirill Oligovich Kaprizov. Um, he was drafted 135th overall in 2015, um, which was what was that the fifth round I think 135. I think it's fifth round, but 
this is a it's a stacked draft class. This is, I mean, McDavid, Eichel, Strom, Marner, um, Pavel Zaka's in this, Timo Myers in this, Jacob Larson. Um, this is this is a Mackenzie Blackwood, Samson. This was a loaded draft. This draft was loaded. Um, their first round pick was Joel Erickson Eck, who we love. We love Ecker. Ecker's cool. But um, Minnesota had selected Joel Erickson Eck with the 20th pick. He went right after uh, Evgeny Svechnikov, right before Colin White. A um, couple picks before Brock Bozer, actually. Yes. Baser. I, I always do that. I was going to say Besser, and then I read it, and it was it was Bozer. But, um, yeah, Kirill. He's a he's the thrill. So do you want it to be an active player? Could be whoever you want, Chris. Your favorite draft steal is your grinder. All right. Well, I'm gonna go with the newest Stanley Cup champion and veteran goalie, Jonathan Quick. Um, I'll use an active player. He was uh, the 72nd overall pick in 2005 by the Kings. Um, for the career he had, which I think is, I think is a Hall of Fame career. I think it is. Held the cup three times. Um, I think that gets him into the Hall of Fame. His stats were never the best. Um, but like I talked about when I listed my best goalies of the last 10 years, he was on the list. Uh, his, his championships speak for themselves. I mean, you can't win if you're not good. Bad teams don't win. I'm sorry. Bad players don't win, usually. Um uh, Third round, 11th pick. It's Jonathan Quick. He held the cup uh, again. Um, not that he needed one. Uh, he's 37. Um, yeah. Way to go, Quick. So how, real quick, how good does that have to feel for Jonathan Quick? That he gets traded from the Kings, who he had been with his whole career, to Columbus. And then a day later, Columbus sends him to Vegas, and then he wins a cup as the backup in the playoff. You know, if Aiden Hill had to go out, Jonathan Quick was going in. He was the only, that was the only option they had. Right, and he's lucky. He well, he didn't have to see even one second of action. No. So in order to get his name on the cup, they would have to petition, which they probably will get it, because you you have to play in a certain at least half the regular season games or one playoff game, uh, or something like that. Um, but yeah, three cups. Uh, Bunch of all star selections. Uh, Con Smythe in 2012 and two Jennings trophies. Uh, come on. He was a perennial Vezina candidate in the late 2000s, early 2010s. Uh, and the guy was drafted 72nd overall, which is not horribly low in a draft, but still a third round draft pick that was your franchise goalie in LA for his whole career. For over a decade, yeah. Literally uh, 16 years. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, so shout out to Quick. Uh, uh, I've heard that he's not always the best. Goalies are strange, though. The best to be around, but whatever. He's from Connecticut, too. Shout out Johnny Quick. Yeah. Well, I mean, if that's if that's all you have to say about Rick DiPietro and some draft picks and breakfast. Oh, this is I, – I, we triggered you this week, Chris. Yeah. We're gonna go to you're gonna go to the gym and you're just gonna punch a heavy bag and listen to Eminem. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I might have to take a break from Coheed today at the gym. Just be angry. Just be angry at the world. Just be angry at Rick. Yeah. You but... like, guys, if you didn't know, behind Chris's door he has a picture 
of Rick DiPietro, and he cries to it almost every night. And he said, "Rick, how, Ricky, how could you do this to there me?" There is a picture of Rick DiPietro, a signed picture of Rick DiPietro. It's um, in your uh, in my drum room. Ricky, how'd you do this to me? My parents got me a, uh, a hockey card of his. It was like that was a, a jersey card of his. Mm-hmm. Best moment of my life. I got a piece of a game worn jersey by Rick DiPietro. Are you kidding me? It wasn't even an autographed jersey. It was just a jersey card. It was probably ten bucks. It was the best moment of my life. Like, I got a jersey card of Rick DiPietro. Oh, my God. How cool is that when you're 12 and 11 years old? Your favorite player of all time. No more. All right, ladies and gentlemen. I am Anthony alongside Ricky. (laughs) Uh, This has been Sports and Spaghetti. Uh, Love each other. Give everybody hugs. As always, stay full.